and I must apologise I know I'm late by a day I'm terribly sorry I was just so caught up in a lot of stuff yesterday I didn't get a chance to record this so what is this week's subject what is it like to feel disappointed what is it like to feel let down by others and when we do where do we go do we really go into that place of anger and regret and even hatred for the other person why is this and what can we do about it well here's what i think but first let me ask you a question were you disappointed that you didn't get the podcast yesterday and if you are why analyze it we can feel let down by someone especially when it is somebody that we've been counting on for either support or at least we thought we could count on them We've probably counted on this person as somebody who has helped us out from a practical point of view. 
but also from an emotional point of view, by listening to our feelings when we need them. Now ask yourself the question, how do we respond to this feeling of disappointment? What's our behaviour? Now there are several ways that we can react or respond, and here are just the negative reactions. Number one, we can get angry. But does anger help the situation? Not usually. In fact, it can actually exasperate the physical body responses. I once heard or read somewhere that Buddha said something about this and it went, anger comes right back at you like a fine dust that is thrown against the wind. How true is that? Sometimes it can feel like we run head first into a solid barrier and we know that the only person this will hurt is myself. I suppose it really is an illusion to think that all our relationships will stay the way we want them throughout our life. Number two, feeding the fear. For some reason, we may feel that not just are we feeling the loss of the relationship, but we may also feel the fear that might be, I suppose, the fear of losing the rest of our friends or the support that they give us. Now, this is coming from our thought pattern and a certain way that it works to cover up or protect what we feel. However, we don't have to believe this thought pattern. If we question the validity of our thoughts, or at least these thoughts, then we might realise that they're actually unfounded and not all relationships will finish just because this one has. Number three, we might even go into a self-blame game where we start to believe the reason we are losing this relationship is because of something that we've done or something that we've said. The fact that something has changed in the other person's life doesn't come into our thought pattern. We are now saying to ourselves, well, what can you expect? No one will put up with me and all my miseries. It's no wonder this relationship has changed. Who would love my shortcomings even as a friend? Now, this kind of reaction, the self-blame is just one of the more harmful of reactions that we can engage in. Now, of course, there are the positive ways to deal with the changing of behaviour. And here are just some of them. One, recognising that all of our relationships change over time. We know that change is just part of our life. And if we think they don't, well, it'll only cause you more anguish and more personal suffering. Because we know that circumstances change as well as people. If we accept these as part of life, it will ease the mental pain that any change will bring. This is even when it isn't the change that we were hoping for or have expected. Number two, feeling happy for other people. I suppose if we can realise that we feel resentment towards a person, we'll actually feel much happier because it won't have the same influence that we think it does. Would you believe that in the Buddhist practice, feeling happy for others is called mudita, which is also known as empathetic joy? Number three, what about the truth of the stories we tell ourselves and other people? Now, even though we've looked at the validity of our thoughts, and this in itself is very important, but we also need to check out the truth of the stories that we can actually tell ourselves and other people. Because sometimes the stories that we tell can be at the extreme end of the spectrum. 
for example, we can say when somebody disappoints us, well, he never really liked me in the first place because otherwise he wouldn't have quickly moved his attention onto somebody else, blah, blah, blah. And now we come to the most important part, looking after yourself when you feel disappointed. What do we do with ourselves when we feel this? What do we do for ourselves when we feel betrayed or let down? Well, here's a couple of pointers. One, allow your feelings to be felt. We know that when we feel rejected or betrayed, it can really trigger other feelings like sadness or anger or even anxiety and fear. It is so important to acknowledge these feelings by shoving them down or avoiding them or putting them into the back of your mind. It won't help. When we're born, we're already wired to form trusting, loyal, stable relationships with other people. But we're also wired to turn to other people when we need love or when we need support. And if you look at your ancestors, if you go back far enough, we all lived in either tribes or clans. And they had a very special bond within the tribe that was able to enhance everybody's chances of surviving especially through an attack from another clan or hunger or bad weather. So if you think it goes back that far, isn't it only natural to feel disappointed or let down when people you trust or the people that you love don't come through for you? Isn't it so hard to put words on the feelings and isn't it so hard to locate them in your body? But if you do manage to put words on them, And if you do manage to find that sensitive area in your body, it actually will help to keep you grounded. Of course, then the question arises, well, are my feelings in proportion to the situation or are they fed by past disappointments? Is the present situation only triggering a past hurt? This is the moment to focus and to listen and to hear yourself in order for you to confront possible issues from your past. Two, you might even acknowledge any needs that were never met. Because this step is where you have to figure out why you feel let down or betrayed or disappointed. So this is the moment to look at yourself and ask yourself, what was I looking for? What did I need that was not met? Was it support? Was it companionship? Was it commitment or acceptance or belonging? Allow yourself to feel what it felt like when that need was not met, especially if you remember a memory from your childhood. Number three, try taking care of yourself. Ask yourself, in what ways can you meet your own unmet need? Say, for example, you want to go out for a walk and it's a damp or a wet evening, but you've agreed to go with a friend, so you're geared up for it. And then all of a sudden, Your friend rings you or texts you to say, sorry, oh, I can't make it. What do you do? Do you say, oh, well, I won't bother going out now. I don't like going out on my own. It's wet and it's raining. and I'll wait till tomorrow. Or do you say, do you know something? It's okay. I'll go on my own. The most important piece of information at this point is what is your adult behaviour? If you yourself need support or comfort, how about finding ways to do that for yourself? like having a bath or going out on that walk. And if you need any practical help, why not ask somebody? The important thing to know is not to give up, not to sit in the resentment. 
what would your adult self say in this situation? Actually, anyone who knows me knows that part of the work I do is getting people to do a journal. So at this point, it would help to write down your feelings and analyse it and look at ways where you can give yourself compassion rather than being self-critical or wondering why the other person behaved in that way. What did I do? Four, how about trying to examine or look at your own expectations? What is it that you expect from other people? Are your expectations reasonable in this situation? Then ask yourself, well, is this person actually capable of doing or giving what I expect? If someone you've always gone out for a walk with has a baby and then has deadlines at work and suddenly can't call on you as often as you would normally, don't take this personally. Maybe you need to adjust your expectations and behaviour. Maybe even ask if you're verbalising your expectations clearly, gently, kindly. In other words, try to assume that there is goodwill. Of course, that is unless you have clear evidence to the contrary. 5. Ask yourself if you actually need to say something. Maybe you have to think about if it would be the right thing to do to verbalise what you feel, especially around the disappointment or betrayal. Ask yourself, is this person able or willing to hear what I feel? Or will they just get defensive or go on the defensive? Will they go on the attack? This is how we pick our battles and how we don't make matters or the situation worse. Ask yourself, what is it that you want from the conversation? Do you want an apology? Do you want the person to make amends? Do you want them to promise not to do it again? So if you decide that you want to verbalise it, think about how you can be mindful rather than angry or reactive. Because again, that can only make things worse. If it's a conversation that is going to be difficult, you may want to even practice what you're going to say beforehand. Maybe practice in front of the mirror. And finally, number six. This is the last one, but I think it works really well. And it is where you need to set boundaries. So, for example, if this person has a pattern of disappointing you or betraying you, then you need to look at what you need to do in order to protect yourself. If you have been clear when you've said something and this person still hasn't taken notice or hasn't taken any responsibility or if they haven't altered their behaviour, what else can you do? Ask yourself, do I need to constantly see this person? Do I need to actually walk away from this relationship? Is it good for me to continue with this relationship? You might, if you're strong enough, even want to tell the person that their behaviour is not acceptable. The constant broken promises and the lies and the disrespectful treatment that you receive from them is not going to be tolerated and is unacceptable. You have to let them know what the consequences will be. You might walk away, especially if they continue to disrespect you. This is where boundaries can help. One, because you must feel emotionally safe. And two, it will actually help restore your self-respect and self-worth. Stay well. Stay safe. Namaste.